Um, there's going to be a few things that's, there's going to be a little bit of overlap when you talk about marketing. Obviously, there's always going to be a bit of overlap. Um, so I apologize if anything that I say bores you, but I think that anything that I am going to be repeating is being repeated because it bears repeating. So the first thing that I wanted to comment about was, was Doug's first slide there about what is marketing. Everybody has their own concept about what marketing is. And first thing I want to tell you is marketing is not advertising. I keep telling people marketing is not advertising. Marketing is a process and a strategy. Advertising is a delivery method of that strategy and those processes. The other thing that I want to say is that marketing is a science. Whether you really think about it or not, there's a whole process that goes into it, and you, you have to take into consideration a whole lot of aspects of your business and your business model and your client base. So, I wasn't brought here, though, to talk about marketing in general. I was brought here to talk about five strategies that you can use today to help bring more business and more clients into your, into your door. The first thing that I want to talk about is branding, because in my view, branding is the number one thing that you have to do right and do first. And branding, I've been around long enough, thanks Vince for pointing out it's over 30 years. <laughs> but back in the day, branding used to be what corporate colors you use and what does your logo look like. Well, it's changed a whole lot now. It's all about your corporate identity. It's about what your mission is, what your values are. It's about how you approach your client, what your products and services are and how you deliver that. You have to keep all those things in, in, in mind before you're going to sell anything. And you have to be very clear and very consistent in your brand. You have to make sure that whether you're marketing online, offline, business cards, presentations, everything is consistent. And that people get a sense of who you are and what you bring to the table through your branding. So first and foremost, make sure that you have your branding in place. The next thing that we're going to talk about is networking. Especially in times like now, times are tough, everybody knows, not a whole lot of money. Networking is a critical component of what we're all doing here today. There's different schools of thought out there, but most people say you have a circle of influence of about 52 people. So if you have a center of influence, a circle of influence of 52 people, each of those people has on average 52 people. So when you network with those people, the exponential reach that you have, the number of people that you can reach. So don't be afraid to use your clients, your contacts, your prospects, all of the people that are in your network, friends, family, and use those people to help you make sure that they're aware of anything new that you're doing, um, any uh, new products, new, new strategies, anything that you're bringing to the table. Remember that networking is on both ways though. You have to help them as well. Referrals. Referrals are a very, very important part of business, whether we're in good times or bad times. With referrals not only comes potential new business, but it also keeps your cost of attaining that business down because you've already got an applied level of trust through that referral. Social media. We're going to talk a lot about social media just because it's kind of the thing out there now. Again, thanks Vince, 
Um, I've been marketing since before the internet was even <laughs> so, you know, the old newspapers, radio ads, things like, things like that, and you know, old school, I call it. Um, electronic media, social media, the internet, that has really changed the way that we do business. It has expanded our reach in a way that we couldn't have imagined in 1991. And now we can do business with somebody on the other side of the world. Got somebody that visited with us today from England that was able to participate thanks to to our online digital digital um, abilities now. But that doesn't mean that you can just go out there and do that. You still have to, again, as Doug said, people like to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And how do you build that trust online when you've not met anybody? So what you have to do is you have to be very, very careful when you're creating your online presence that you are doing it in, in the proper steps. There's no question that it's here to stay. There's no question that you have to be participating. But do it wisely and do it in tandem with your marketing strategy, your brand, your business model. So one of the things that, that is no surprise to anybody either is everybody does their research online before they make a final decision. So how you present yourself online is going to go a long way to if people are going to trust and buy from you instead of you. So you have to have to present yourself in such a way consistently again. Okay. There are, I don't know, 400 different social media network channels out there. You know, there's a handful that we all use that we're familiar with, the Facebook, LinkedIn, the Twitter, uh, Instagram, you know, the handful that are well known. But there are dozens out there and you can get bogged down doing it. So my suggestion is choose between three to five of those social media networks that fit best with your business model and your target audience and work those. Don't try to do too much, and don't be everything. Auto-posting, sweet, all those different things. Automation can be a double-edged sword. If you're going out there and you're putting one message that's repeatedly going out to all your social media channels, they're all different. Twitter has 140 character limit. Facebook doesn't have that same thing. You want to have images on there. Images draw people in. So there's nothing wrong with using automation as long as you're using it appropriately and targeting your message to each of the social media um, channels that you're, that you're using. Be sure that any time that you do a blog post or issue a new product, a new service, uh, have an announcement, make sure that you post that out on your social media. Let people know. Let your network know. Let them grow. And again, the big thing, it's called social media for a reason. You're supposed to be being social. So work with your, your followers, your friends, your whatever you call them out there. When it's appropriate, share their information to your network. If you find something of interest, retweet it. Be sure that you're sharing. It's all about sharing. That's how you're going to build the trust. That's how you're going to get people to refer you to other people. Biggest thing that I say, and maybe it's because I'm a little old school, 
Social media is not the panacea that everybody thought it was going to be. Remember six years ago, I think, now? I set up a business with a colleague that we thought was pretty brilliant. We called it Social Climbers because we're going to help people expand their social media presence. Well, unfortunately, everybody thought all they had to do, just like in the days when everybody got a website, get a website and you're going to be rich and famous. So the same, same thing went with the social media. Everybody thought they just had to get social and suddenly people would be flocking to their work. It's not the panacea, but it is important. It expands, it expands your reach. It expands your center of influence. And it helps you become better known. It helps you become known as an expert in your field. So make sure you use it, but just don't expect miracles. Building trust, number four. The best thing that you can do to expand your business and to profit, especially in lean times, is by building trust. People do business with people they like and trust. So make sure you're going to be building that trust. I, uh, I ran an election campaign back in 1993, and I remember when we were door knocking, I kept saying to Canada over and over again, getting it implanted in her mind, why is somebody buying you instead of the other candidate? You are for sale here. What are you going to do to your problem? You have to make sure that people have that level of trust with you. And the best way to do that, you already have some, some trust built with your clients, your network, your own personal network, and through any referrals that you can get from your network. Again, social expands that. The social aspect of the internet expands that ability. But you have to make sure you're sharing relevant information. Like I like to say, nobody cares if you're eating bacon. That has no, that has no place on your social networks. Um, Referrals. Again, you have, there's already a level of implied trust. If somebody trusts you enough to refer you to somebody, you're taking a big risk. So there's already a bit of a, a, bit of a, a level of trust built in there. Um, Doug and Pete both made mention of the fact that you give. And this is so timely. I just finished uh, recording uh, a web broadcast yesterday uh, with a colleague of mine, and we talked about that very thing, about how giving is the best way of getting back. And I have to admit, I, I, I was the shoemaker whose kids had no shoes for a long time in my business. I was busy doing for my clients, doing for my clients. This fellow that I did the, the broadcast with uh, yesterday, he kept telling me over and over again, you know, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to focus. And I kept saying, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. I made a conscious decision in January of this year that I was going to rebrand my company and I was going to change the way that I did business. I launched my new uh, website in April and I started in March, but consistently in April. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, I post religiously on my articles and post page on my website. I try to give something that is relevant to marketing, something that I believe will bring value to anybody who reads that. And they're free to use it, take it, share it, do whatever they want with it. 
I do webinars, and I will warn you now. If you go back and you look at them, my very first, uh, my very first web series. I'm pretty stilted because I hate webcams and cameras. But practice makes perfect. You do it, you do it, you do it. Get over yourself, as I say, and and you do that. But the important thing is that you share your knowledge, and it is magic. Since I've been doing this, my business has grown exponentially. My being seen as an expert in in my industry has grown exponentially, and you can do it as well. So it, it is very very important that you are giving and educating and helping others because they will gain that trust and they will get back to you. And the last thing I'd like to say about building trust is make sure no matter what that you are honest and open in all of your dealings. Always. If you don't know something, tell people you don't know, but you're going to find out and you're going to get back to them. Never fake it until you make it. And respond to all inquiries promptly. Last thing I'm going to talk about is what marketing isn't, which is advertising. Talk about getting clients in tough times. You do have to advertise. One of the biggest mistakes that small businesses make is that they don't like to spend money. I understand that. They're lean. They have to watch every dollar that goes out. But I always find it interesting that buying a computer that's going to help them be more efficient or bring on a salesperson that's going to help grow their business is seen as an investment. But purchasing marketing is seen as an expense. Everything in your business is an expense. It's how you implement it and how you strategize and how you build it that is the difference between if it's truly an expense or if it is something of value that helps you grow your business. Advertising is one of those things that you have to do. Once you have your marketing strategy in place and you've created your marketing plan, it's time to implement it. And how are you going to do that? It depends on several things. It depends on what your business is, who your target audience is, where your target audience is located, and what methods are they going to respond to best. Uh, I have a client right now, he's just developed a new app. It's a lack of a better way of putting it, Uber for deliveries. He's involved in the oil industry and he was stuck out on a job a few years back from Friday at 2.30 when he needed a park from Southern Alberta until Tuesday at noon when he could finally get that park. He said, I sat there in that boring little hotel room and I kept thinking, all these cars are going back and forth. Surely somebody could have brought that part to me if I just paid them. So he's created this app. So you find you find the need and you fill it, but you have to advertise for it. So in his case, how is he going to get people who both have things to ship and people who are driving anyway and say, yeah, I'll do that for 50 bucks. I'll pay my gas. The best way for him to market, clearly, is online he's got an app. Everybody's going to be using this thing online. Somebody else, maybe it's better that they advertise in trade journals, write articles for trade journals. So it depends on who your audience is, who your target audience is. 
most important thing with any advertising is make sure that within your marketing plan that you have your budget set up and that you have the ability to measure your results. Make sure that you are measuring. You do not want to be wasting money. If you are buying that ad in some magazine that nobody in who is your target audience is ever going to see, you better recognize that and stop spending that money there. Shift it somewhere where it's going to do you some value. So always measure. Be consistent with your brand, target your audience, and remember that advertising is not a one-off. You can't put one ad in a newspaper and then wonder why people aren't being a path to your door. Be consistent. Have it in your plan. Keep doing it. So I'll leave you with that. So the five points just to summarize. Your brand, networking, social media, building trust, and advertising. Those are the five key things that you can start doing today that will help you build your business. And I'll leave you with that. If there's any questions, I'll be happy to answer. Thank you for that. I need to ask about the app, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cargo. Good job. Cargo. K A R G O. K A R G O. And yeah, is it available. operational? It is available on uh, Apple Store right now. Okay. We're building out the Android, and you can, if you do have an Android, you can go on cargoapp.io forward slash signups and you can log in on the web and the web site will emulate the app for now. It's called Cargo? Cargo for Blueberries. Uh, it's just called Cargo. Um, I believe it's Cargo app on the on the app. You have negotiated a commission though. I have. For the sale of, okay. <laughs> I, I have. I, I, again, it's all about, all about the client and the relationship, right? What I did, I gave him a discounted price on my services for an override on profits when we're profitable. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Social media, I'm very interested in that one because for big companies, they don't like you to use Facebook, for example, which right. clients. Um, essentially, at the time of employment, you sign up on the legalities of not using social media. media. As once a commercial salesperson, I believe that I have to generate my business somewhere or other and my leads. Right. What's going to happen in that direction? Because the corporations are saying no, stay away from it. But then you're supposed to be generating revenue with the, in my case, I have 2,000 contacts on my Facebook. They want to buy you're not them. allowed to use them. That's right. <laughs> this is one of the little sticky points that we are at, I believe, with big corporations. Um, small corporations are kind of in that little thing too, because if you're if you're a small shop, you can only afford so much time. If you're a big corporation, they have their marketing department and their social media expert that's supposed to take care of it. I do know I have a client who is involved in the financial services industry and for a long time. Uh, compliance is a very, very important thing and I don't mean to make light of it because it is important that people are not giving wrong information out there, whether they're in the financial services industry or, or whatever. But even the financial industry's market has recognized that social media is here to stay, technology is here to stay, it's only going to get bigger, and they've had to find a way to do it. So, for instance, financial planners 
can't have Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, or things like that. But I think they have to be judicious in following what compliance states. They cannot be promoting products or services if, if they're licensed in certain areas, things like that. So I guess that's a long-winded answer that doesn't give you an answer because each corporation is going to have to come to terms with the fact that there is some value there. I think maybe they're afraid that you are going to tell everybody that you know I'm eating bacon instead of doing something of value for the company. No, I I have a love-hate relationship personally with Facebook. Um, I recognize that it is probably still the foremost social media site to connect with people. I see people all the time, business people who are my friends, who are posting what in my view would be inappropriate. I don't think that I need to see pictures of their kids out there. I don't like to see pictures of kids on social media anyway, just because of the, the safety issues. But I guess until, I don't know if you are in a position to be able to approach your marketing department, your compliance department, get some more people together and just say, look, I have these people. You can monitor my account as long as I'm not saying anything that would embarrass the company. It was pretty much black and white, you just can't do it. Uh, one of my uh, arguments I came up with was that if you uh, commission a salesperson, straight commission salesperson, by law in Canada, within reason, you have the right to execute the tools to generate a profit. And that comes from the Mobility Act and Child of Rights. Right. Which I found out that most people were ignorant of that law. And, and they still said no? Yes. So, so, so I, I'm not saying, I don't have to ask, looking for an answer right now, I'm just. It is a huge problem. It is I left corporations yeah. because of that. Because if I can't generate a living based on my social contacts, um, I'll give an example. One email from me, I would send out a generate $60,000 in sales in one week. But I can do it. They won't allow you to email no. either? No. Because my email is. Is there a competitor you can work for? <laughs> well, I did, but. The, um, I hate to say this, because of the Americanization of the open markets in this country now, we see a lot of, we see more restrictions. That is truly a big problem. The more, the more things grow, the more laws confine. You know, back to my, my financial uh, planning client. Since I started working with him in 2007, the compliance rules and regulations have become so onerous, he spends about a half of his day taking care of compliance issues instead of selling services and meeting with his clients. And it, it is unfortunate, and it's kind of that catch-22 that, that they're trying to protect people, but there comes a point that it crosses the line and, and, and prohibits people, as you said, from making a legitimate living. I don't know. I. If it, was, if it was me, I probably just do it anyway. Well, yeah, it'll change a bit, I think, when, I think it, when the business happen. people are willing to overrule the, some of the legal people. Because I think a lot of it is the, the legal people trying to reduce all risk for the company. Well, they are. And, and as long as you're not doing anything to embarrass the company, and you are a commissioned salesperson, and well, as, you, well, as you say, you've got, you've got the, uh, the, the, the charter behind you, the, the right to make a living, 
It's also so probably influence, though, right? They're probably concerned about his his power of influence and struggle in terms of from even from what we've had over there. I don't know. Maybe I'm more cynical than that. I just, I just said they're trying to keep control. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a control factor. Yeah, and, and they're, they're afraid that he might say something that might embarrass them. Well, if it's control, I mean, I have one of them in here, 5,000 of them here. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's a very, very good, that's a very, very good point, a very, very valid uh, discussion, and, and you know, it's not the first time that it's come up, for sure. Yes. In terms of social media, uh, as you're an expert in marketing uh, and advertising, would, as a business, would you recommend as Facebook will drive as much traffic? Would I, like, is it, is it good to promote my business on, in terms of safety issues, right? Because I've noticed maybe Facebook brings a lot of negativity. In terms of I think it depends on how you use it. I've got my own personal profiles and my corporate my, my corporate pages on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Those are the three social uh, channels that I use. Because there's, uh, I don't, you, usually there's a lot of fake Facebook accounts and fake profiles, Yeah, right? and, and you're not going to really get away with that. But the, the key thing is, I'm going to back step back a little bit here. As much as it, it is important to be social and as much as social media is driving a lot of stuff right now, let's get real about some of the stuff too. Some of it is drive search engine optimization. So it's important to be out on there for that purpose. That's why I have my six accounts. Before I ran down here today, I did my Tuesday post and then I took my little bit.ly link and I put it out there on all of, all of my social profiles so that people can go to it. And I don't have a ton of followers, and I don't have a ton of likes, and I don't have a ton of anything. What I do have is an ever-improving ranking. Yeah, Google Plus, you know. Just for search, search engine. Well, and it's so funny that you say that because what I did that I posted today was I was I was talking to this fellow after we finished our, our recording yesterday, and I said to him, you know, back to the app. Some of the people are having a bit of a learning curve with the app. You have to actually complete your profile and get verified before you can do anything with the app. But that step isn't able to be explained currently. We're building a, a website right now that helps with that. So I said to him, I've been wanting to try Periscope. Uh, I don't know if anybody doesn't know what Periscope is yet, but it's a, a live streaming app. It was bought by Twitter, I think, within the last year. And it allows you to take your smartphone and you can, you can do live streaming with your audience on Twitter right there. It only stays as a replay, a rebroadcast for I think two days. And, but then you do have the ability to take that and you can put it on YouTube or wherever else you are stream. Uh, it's called Periscope, yes. Um, so I, I, I said to Frank, you know, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going, because I don't have screen sharing software, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on the, the website where you can go if you don't have iOS. And I'm going to enter in a profile and I'm going to capture it on Periscope. That way I get to kill two birds with one stone. I can try out Periscope and we can do a video that is going to explain to new users what they have to do here and, and walk them through the process. So I'm telling Frank this yesterday. He says, well, why don't you just do a Google Hangout? I 
magnificent because I've never done a Google Hangout and I don't know how to do it. So back when Google Plus first came out, I was one of the handful of people that got an invitation to participate in. I tried it and nobody else did. And I tried it and nobody else did, so I gave up. So I, I went on and I learned about Google Hangouts yesterday and how to screen share. It's much better. It's much better. So that was what my blog post today was about. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it is important. Google Plus, anything that Google owns, Google loves Google, right? <laughs> so, uh, and Google is the biggest search engine still. So, YouTube. Google Second Plus. Biggest. Second, biggest. Second biggest search engine, YouTube. Which is owned by Google. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, so back to your, your question. It's important to have those profiles, if for nothing else, than just to post any updates about your business on a regular basis, just so people get used to seeing it. And that will help your business rankings online in general. Because usually just likes. Like, like somebody that likes your post, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything where somebody shares your post. It doesn't mean doesn't anything. Mean but my mainly concern if I want to drive my business, I look for traffic and ranking. So that's why I asked if Facebook is 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 the way to go to promote a business. I, I me personally, I would use LinkedIn. I find LinkedIn is way more. LinkedIn is the professional. Yeah. Yeah, professional and it drives more traffic yeah. than LinkedIn. But better, I want better, better connection. I want to ask you as a marketing consultant. Yeah. See what's your vision based yeah. on business on Facebook. I like I like LinkedIn best personally as well. Yeah. It's, it's brought me the most real uh, business connections. But again, for ranking, Facebook is a good place to be, okay. and Twitter, believe it or not, good place to be. Use your hashtags. <laughs> Use your hashtags. Yeah. Anything else? Yes. Okay, so one quick question. Um, I am a social media manager too, and uh, some I have a few prospects. Um, that are small businesses, and their fear with Facebook is that their competitors can see who follows them and that they can try to poach them and their information. And that they're trying to come up with a kind of solid answer as to how the business works and people are going to find your clients no matter what and try to poach them because that would be better than them. I was wondering if you had any I think that you are answering it the best anyway. Um, Let's face it, no idea that any of us have is original. Everything that you've already thought of, so have how many thousands of other people. It's a matter of if you have the time, effort, energy, money, interest, tenaciousness, whatever, to take and execute that. Um, you're right. People, if, if your competition is going to search you out, Maybe you're making it a little bit easier to put stuff on Facebook. Depends on what you're putting on Facebook. Uh, but things are pretty easy to find out thanks to technology. People can search you out pretty well. Um, I, I know that um, Mike back. Let's talk about cargo again. When I was first talking to to uh, Des about it early on, he was afraid of coming out too soon. Uh, he, had, he had one fellow actually. Once I did get him started to post on. Facebook in different places. One person sent him a private message that said, hey, this is great. I thought about this too. And uh, if you're looking for investors, talk to me. And some of the guys that were going to invest was me. And he says, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just trying to check me out. And I said, well, maybe he is. 
But you know what? Maybe it's legitimate too. And, and if he can, if he can help you get where you want to be quicker through investing, wouldn't you rather still retain 70, 80 percent of your company, sell out some of it for extra funds to be able to market better and faster? And my analogy is. How many fast food places sell hamburgers? <laughs> right? Everybody has their fast food hamburger that they're going to go eat, and they're one that they're not going to eat. They all have their different. So just do what you do, do best. Works the other way too, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're keep your enemies closer, right? So if they're if they're all over you, you're all over them too, right? I mean, in terms of just carve out your niche. Yeah. Be honest. Be trustworthy. Um, Work with your client, be attentive to your client, make sure that you're asking them, appreciate them, make sure that all the things that, that we heard Paige say. Yeah, she said she only wanted a Facebook page if no one could see who was in the group amongst themselves and couldn't talk to each other because she was scared they were going to start working together. <laughs> Just because you're not message system to notify people at this point. Yeah. Because the best marketing is invisible. No, that's the best of all things. You know what? You just have to step out, right? You just have to step outside your comfort zone and just, yeah. But good point. Thank you. It's like the LinkedIn profiler who never posts their picture. I don't know. I was that for a long time. I don't want to be out there. Why? Well, part of it was I had to have my picture taken. Back to the camera thing, right? <laughs> yeah, forget about that now. My face is going to be everywhere. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all very much. Thank you. The one thing that I want to mention, mention is that Nancy, with, with her company and Academy Marketing and Sunwafta, have formed a strategic partnership. And one of the things that we do is how to do marketing. So basically, one of the examples would be educational-based marketing, how to basically understand your pie, so pie profile, how to basically determine what triggers you need to, to get in front of your, your clients, things along those lines. So we do that for you. So if, if you're interested in anything now, in any of those things, by all means, contact Al, myself, or Doug. But what I would